Welcome back, everybody, to Uncle Buck's house. We got Nick in the house. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on? Doing all right? Doing great. Hell yeah, man. We had some fun this weekend. We did. We uh, got a little hookah on there at the uh, the usual suspects. It's been a long Cigar time. Cigar bar. This that was a whole lot of fun. I was actually out there last night for the for the Wilder uh, Fury fight. It was a whole lot of fun out there, man. It was a good time. Got one of those Hoya Silver uh, cigars, man. I'm still got, learning. Gotta love one of those stogies. I'm still learning. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, no, it's definitely one of those things I don't understand at like, all. I just found one that tasted good, and I'm just like, all right, I'll stick with that. It's kind of like wine. Yeah, you yeah. You think you know something about wine until you realize that there's You know nothing billions. about wine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. In the studio today, we have uh, someone new to the podcast, um, Mr. Con House. How you doing, man? Doing good, man. How's it going, fellas? Glad to be in here in Uncle Buck's house. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Thanks you, for man. coming over, man. Yeah. Um, so why don't you go ahead and, and let people know you've got uh, a lot of cool projects. Let, let people know what you got going on and, yeah. and, and, uh, and, and where they can find you. Absolutely, man. Well, what about... <laughs> It was a little bit over a year ago, man. I've been a huge professional wrestling fan ever since I was a kid. Grew up in Los Angeles, California, you know, came up and just was watching, you know, I was watching wrestling, you know. Yeah. My brother was watching wrestling, he got me onto it. And uh just last year I went out to LA. I went out to LA and uh I I went out there to go visit family and stuff like that, get a couple of projects done. We was doing a family album and I recorded a music video for my song Hit Record out there in LA. Nice. And when I was out there, my brother was like, man, all you talk about is wrestling, bro. <laughs> like, all you talk about is wrestling. He was like, he was like, you need to start a podcast or something like that. I told him, I was like, I would not know how to start a podcast. Yeah. I have no idea. Absolutely. So he gave me a little bit of information and gave me like, you know, he gave me like where to get a good mic at and stuff like that. Yeah. So I started searching and doing stuff like that. And you know, when the tax money came in, it was on a pop. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, <laughs> you know? man, for sure. So so I started so I started the podcast In Your House, which is basically uh, a professional wrestling podcast. And it's a throwback. Basically, if you remember back in the day, like in 1999, 98, they had all the pay-per-views in your house. Yeah. My last name being House, I was like, hey, yeah. you know, that yeah, goes hand in hand. Hell yeah. <laughs> so Hell we yeah. started doing that. And uh, my man Nick over here knows because we used to, you know, work together back in the day. Mm -hmm. And like he knows that all I talked about, like if you if you get me started on wrestling, bro, I won't shut up. <laughs> like, <laughs> nice. Like, I is. would not like it was like it was giving me trouble working shit. I was getting yeah. other people in trouble. <laughs> 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 but but no, nah, like I would I can talk and talk and talk about it. Yeah. And so me and a couple of my other buddies, uh, like I I pretty much spearheaded the whole thing but then i was just bringing people in just to have conversations with just like what you guys do you know it's, sure. it's good to bounce off of people you yeah know what I absolutely mean? it's good to bounce off of people so we started doing that we, we were just doing it for fun man sure we was just doing it for fun just for the love of wrestling and like reviewing shows wwe wwe's developmental tour, uh territory nxt aew independent professional wrestling local around indiana yeah and like it just started like 
on fire, bro. Like yeah. people was noticing what we was doing. Like people in the industry, fans, the outside of the industry, and they just liked our opinions and our thoughts and our feelings, and it just started blowing up. Now we're a year in, man. I didn't interview so much like like talent, like you know, yeah, from, like, absolutely. Back in the day. It's, it's, I saw Rakishi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. I had. I. I used to be all about Rakishi. Oh back man, in the day, that was dude. the dude. Man. Yeah, that was the dude. So I had a chance to. <coughs> I had a chance to actually do an in-ring segment with him. Ooh. Yeah, because just recently, like in the last year and a half, I've actually got involved in the wrestling business. Like actually, as like a commentator, I do yeah. commentary. I'll do like, you guys remember like uh, Piper's Pit back in the day? His little talk show segment, Piper's oh, yeah, Pit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or Miz TV or, yeah. or The Cutting Edge or just little talk show segments to... to you know, have something else besides wrestling. Have somebody yeah, in there and, with and a to, to, to kind of bring a personal side yeah. to you know because that that's one of the things that I always yeah um I I am not one of those people that you know is as big of a wrestling fan as say you are. However, yeah. I like most kids our age spent a lot of time practicing the moves on the yeah, bed. Yeah. You know, like like acting like you know we were doing the moves out in the yard or whatever, yeah. and like you know we, would watch you know Raw and SmackDown and you know these pay per views. I remember staying the night over at a friend's house and like it was a big deal to get twelve of us together to watch WrestleMania. Yep. Yeah, and yep. like mm-hmm. you know, like the, the, those are definitely very poignant you know parts of of growing up for me. And so to to see it have you know. That sort of uh, lingering residual, you know, um, passion throughout a throughout a great audience is pretty cool to see. Yeah, man. You know, it's uh, it's an escape for people. You know, yeah. Like to get away from the, you know, it's tedious, man. You get up, you go to work, you come home, you deal with. You, if you got kids, you deal with the kids. Yeah. You pay bills, you do that, and it's like boom, boom, do, boom, boom, boom. It's twenty years later, and you realize that you ain't really done nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wanted to do something different and something cool. Yeah. You know, and I was like, you know, podcaster hot. You guys know. You yeah. know what I mean? You yeah, guys yeah. know it's, it's it's all the cutting. You know, it's all the cutting edge. Sure. That's, that's where people are getting their information at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is through podcast now because it's different because people like that intimate type of conversation. Yeah. And also the fact that that you know, depending on your podcast, you are very uh, um, not likely to be controlled right. by a yeah. you know censorship bureau. I mean, yep. obviously there is no censorship bureau, bureau, but a lot of uh, you know production companies have restrictions on their content. Mm-hmm. Luckily, over here at Flyover, we kind of you know get a lot of freedom, which I love yeah. very very much. And I think that that makes it all the more relatable, and it makes it all the more you know um, interesting because. Okay. It, it's 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 real you know and it's not scripted you know per se and and so it's it's a different kind of bias that people are, are listening to yeah. yeah like you have a belief of something i have a belief you have a belief but i know mine and your beliefs are not biased by what we're getting from the media yeah like where I, I i actually get a lot of my information from looking stuff up and studying yeah. different yeah. opinions and yep. sure. whatnot. So, and you have to. Yeah. You know? And if Got you're not to. doing that, I wouldn't want my information from that yeah. source. So and that but that that that's what podcasts bring, whether it's wrestling, yeah. conspiracies, yep. po- political news, yeah. comedy, whatever it might be. Everything. It's, it's a yeah. it's a different type of bias. For sure. So we got in your house, yeah. in Uncle Buck's house. Yeah. Yep. Houses all around. I like it. I like it. There goes the neighborhood. If we ever were, were to start a uh if we ever were to start a joint podcast, it should be called There Goes the Neighborhood. There we go. You know? <laughs> I'm I with it. Be mad yeah, at that. absolutely. I wouldn't be bad at all. Yeah. So uh 
was there a moment growing up that you were just like, this is what I'm into? Did, do you remember seeing one thing or was it something that kind of accumulated over time? You know what, man? It really kind of accumulated over time, you know, because like you think when you think professional wrestling, when you think professional wrestling, your brain goes WWF. Yeah. With, with it, like straight to it. Straight sure. to it. I didn't start with WWF. I started with WCW. Yeah, yeah. I started with World Championship Wrestling. Yeah. I started with like Eddie Guerrero. I started with like Dean Malenko, Chris yeah. Jericho. Oh yeah. You know Sting. Bill Goldberg. Bill Goldberg. Yeah. Uh, Ho- Hogan. You know what I mean? Hogan mm-hmm. after after he left the WWF and started doing the NWO thing. Yeah. You know, like that's where I came in at. So for me, it just kind of it kind of snowballed because. My brother watched it, but my parents was like, they wasn't fucking with it. Like, yeah. it was like, they wasn't with it at all. <laughs> no parent was. Yeah, absolutely. No, not exactly. No parent was. <laughs> Especially in the Attitude Era. Oh, for no, sure. no. Yeah, <laughs> between, between like 97, between like 97 and 2001, nothing but a shit show. Like, nothing that you <laughs> yeah, would watch your exactly. kids watch. You're like, yeah. like, there's this one, okay, there's this, there's this one story, there's this one storyline real quick where, and then we'll get right back to it. No, no, going. you're good. But there's this one storyline real quick where Mark Henry... The world's strongest man. Y'all remember Mark Henry? Oh, yeah. Sexual chocolate. Yep. I met Mark Henry. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. That's what's up. I bet he was a cool dude. He scared the crap out of me. Oh, he's a big, that's a, a man, a big old black man. Hell yeah, he scared the crap out of you. But, but the he was. The strongest black man. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. But, but he was having, he was having relations with like an 80 year old uh, May Young. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Remember, remember yes. that. You remember May Young? May Young oh, was that goodness. shit. Exactly. That so, was some. <laughs> Clowning. I forgot about so, that. Dog, so they're sitting over there in the bedroom, and then all of a sudden she's saying that she's pregnant. Oh my and she, god! And 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 I weeks later, this. she ends up giving birth to a hand, <laughs> a hand, a single hand. That's it. Like, can you imagine? Think about it. Like, think about it like this: You're sitting over there watching your favorite show, nine o'clock at night. Your mom is walking in on you, like. Get your ass to bed. And you sit over there watching an 80-some-year-old woman giving birth to a hand. How do you explain <laughs> that to your mama? How do you explain that? Uh, I'd rather be watching porno. For real. Oh. Exactly. Like, this is the stuff. This is the stuff. That's the stuff that, uh, that's so good. that professional wrestling, that's what it was in, a, in, in like the late 90s. Because if you remember back in the late 90s, trash TV was everywhere. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? That Jerry, was television exa- in the 90s. That was television. Yeah. South Ricky Park, Lake, Jerry, all Mark, that, yeah. Boom, all that oh, yeah. stuff. All that stuff. So they was just trying to, they was trying to ride that wave. Oh, Professional for sure. wrestling was trying to ride that wave. Yeah. But my whole point in saying that is, is it all piled up for me to uh, to just instead of just the crazy stories and stuff like that. Yeah. I started appreciating like the in ring work. Yeah. The people who can cut a passionate promo. Yeah. The people who know who they are. Yeah. The people like like when people say professional wrestling, they're like, oh, professional wrestling is fake. It's this and that. Dog, there's some stuff that they do that you can't fake. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know and, what I mean? And that's that's uh, it's an interesting thing that you brought up because one thing that I actually thought to myself um, was going to be really interesting to ask you is how yeah. is how you would respond to someone that would come at you and say that because um, I I think that that's a very sort of um, mischaracterized generalization yeah. of it. While there may be certain parts of it that are to an extent predetermined yeah you cannot you absolutely cannot fake jumping off the top turnbuckle and you know landing an elbow on another yeah. human like that does require tons of athleticism yeah, sure. accuracy um fucking balls yeah uh, well and there are women that do it so you know yeah of course courage yeah. you yeah. know oh, i don't <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, but you know, um, it's just one of those things that's uh, you know certainly not fake by any means of the word. No. You know, yeah. and you can say choreographed, whatever. Well, sure. So you know, what's the difference? So it was a play in, a in basketball. Exactly. So it was a play in football. Exactly. Or you still have to execute it. Or exactly. or a movie or a TV show. People get passionate. Like yeah, think about Walking Dead when. Uh, uh, what's what's his name died when he got hit Glenn? on the head? Glenn. Glenn. Yeah. yeah. Think the internet the... went crazy. Yes. Yeah. People were crying. People yes. were like calling off of work. That like, literally was decided right. in a uh, in a writer's room. Fake yes. as hell. Like yes. so fake that you knew that eye bulging out of his head was not real and, whatsoever. And that's right. what I that, that's what I think I always have appreciated about professional wrestling is um, that it's it's. It doesn't hide the fact that right. entertainment yeah. is the ultimate product, right. which, you know, professional, other professional sports, they say, oh, well, you know, it's it's about the sport itself. It's like, well, if is people it? didn't come and watch it, you wouldn't play it. You right. know what I mean? Like, like th- there's a reason why there are like rec squash leagues that four people go to see. And there's a reason why, you know, the NFL is a billion dollar industry because yep. people watch one and not the other. Yep. And, you know, if uh, it, it, I, I love the fact that they own the entertainment side of things and they're able to to kind of mash the two. Yeah. Um, the, the, the choreography and the physical, you know, mastery. And so what? Maybe, you know, certain aspects of it are predetermined. But again, it's all about the the uh, execution. Yeah, it's it's true. Let me let me put it to you like this, man. Like, great point. Like, people go to plays. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People go to plays all the time. Yeah, and plays don't get scrutinized with, oh, well, that's fake. It's that. <laughs> it's that. That play. You know the play is fake. Yeah, exactly. you already know that the play is fake. Yeah. So why are you tripping? You're choosing to go to a play or your favorite movie. Yeah. You know that that stuff never really happened. Yeah. So why is professional wrestling getting killed for that <laughs> but, stuff? Yeah. But but the best part is when they're like, Carol, do not go into that room, Carol. Like they can stop her yes. from going. Like it wasn't right. already pre-written, Carol. God yeah. damn it, Carol. Oh yeah. my. You're not yeah. my favorite character anymore. Yeah, right. exactly. You're just stupid. Exactly. It, exactly. it wasn't like, oh, well, this writer's stupid. Why'd the writer write this this way? No, yeah. Carol's stupid. Fuck yes. her for going in that room. Exactly. How dare exactly. Her. Yeah. And that's the that's the thing. Like, and people look at professional wrestling and they expect it to be like the MMA or the UFC or something like that. Which, yeah. Don't get it twisted. There's some storylines there too. And oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Storylines in there too. Yeah, that whole Conor McGregor thing was yep. all types of weird and yep. kind of a lot of weird he details. Hasn't made his way towards the WWE. There's, well, there's been a lot of rumors with him. He's, yeah, yeah, he's all about money. And, oh, and, and he's and, a, he's a showman. He's yeah, an entertainer. He's a great showman. He would yeah. perfect for WWE. Obviously, oh, he, absolutely perfect. perfect. Yeah, for sure. And you know, even you know, maybe it gets to a point where, um, but but at the same time, I feel like uh, while. <sighs> I, I feel like in and, and the, I'm just kind of spitballing this just sure. kind of popped into my head. Yeah. I feel like if Conor McGregor's ended a fight in like what eight seconds or like twenty to forty seconds, right before, and he's gotten out of there with forty seconds of adrenaline pumping action, and then he's gone to party the rest of the night. Whereas I feel like if he were to be a WWE superstar. Mm-hmm. That he would more than likely have to get into a lot of knockdown dragouts, where maybe he knew if he won or not, but he would have to put on a show no matter yeah, what. You right. know what I mean? Well, they just yeah. they just did that with Rousey. Oh yep. yeah, Rousey. Oh, that's, oh, that's right. They sure did. I heard about. It. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then Shauna Baszler's from the, uh, yep. MMA. Shayna Baszler's from Shana, MMA, the, yeah, yeah. Because they're called the Four Horsewomen. Yeah. Because they were all MMA fighters that came over Classic. to yep. NXT, except for Rousey, who went to the main roster right away. Yeah, because she wow. was all, she was already an established name. That's right. And if you're an established name, you don't have to worry about going through like their developmental system. They're like, just come over here and bring... We're going we're gonna to squeeze we're gonna squeeze the turn up dry from your name. We'll teach you how to wrestle along the way, but we need a name right now. Yeah, bring yeah. bring that fan base towards and she's us. A long, she was a long she was a long time she's yeah. a long time fan though because yeah. her name came from Roddy Roddy Piper. It, yeah, yeah, yeah yep. you're right. But and she, she kind of took that persona too. right? She sure did. Yeah, yep. she sure did. With all, I mean, the merch and everything. And people was giving her some smoke for it though. But like before Roddy passed, he literally like gave her the blessing. Like, and I feel like if it comes from the man himself, just it ain't yeah. Anything. So did that jacket. Yeah, That's yeah. It came jacket. from the man. In, yeah, like he loved, like he loved Rousey. Like, like Rousey gets a whole lot of smoke from the from the uh, internet professional wrestling fans. The smart marks. Yeah, the smart marks. Exactly the IWC. But really, like I, she, she. She didn't pay dues in a way that most people pay dues. You know what I mean? But because she was already a name coming from the MMA, it's like when Tyson came over and was doing that stuff with Stone Cold and doing that uh, stuff yeah. with, you know, doing that stuff with DX. Maybe not on that same level, but because her name holds weight, just like Tyson's name held weight, they knew that it was a good partnership for them. Absolutely. And they could bring some mainstream. Sure. And one thing about Tyson, like Rousey was, and I was listening to Stone Cold's podcast about how much Tyson knew about wrestling. Yeah. And he respected he respected it yeah and um because you'll hear the phrase kayfabe right yeah kayfabe basically mean so i'm 39 so i'm a little bit older right yeah so during the 70s and 80s and part of the 90s like if you were if you were a heel which means bad guy or if you're a baby's face you didn't have you weren't being the same locker room yeah you would not ride in the same car facts um you would get in a lot of trouble if you went into the wrong locker room or rode with the wrong person yep so when you did towns, you had to be separated because that's how they kept kayfabe, yep. right? And then Vince McMahon says we're entertainment, killed kayfabe, and then went behind the scenes. And now we now it's all out in the open. But yeah. like when I grew up, it was kayfabe. Like every time they did it, a uh, like Hulk Hogan would go on. Oh, remember the uh, Law and Order SVU Richard Belzer? Oh yeah, Hogan knocked him out. Yeah. Oh shit, that's right. On Belzer's show because oh, yeah. basically he's calling it kind of fake and he put him in an MMA re- uh, reverse chokehold and knocked him out. <laughs> Belzer sued him. Oh, oh wow. wow. Oh snap. I think I remember hearing about that. It that's is crazy. It is unreal. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and that's and so that's a that's another thing I kind of wanted to bring up was sure. um professional wrestling like i i guess i really know and and we can dive into some some other realms of professional wrestling i guess the most that that i know about and kind of reference to is the wwe but like i was so fascinated by like the jerry lawler uh andy kaufman yeah whole sort of storyline yeah and i loved how be as a comedian i love andy kaufman yeah I, I i think andy kaufman is one of those comedians that and and it's he's got a really interesting story he may not be dead uh really that's, yeah that's a that's a whole that's yep. a whole nother rabbit i, agree. Hole. I, I agree with you on that one yeah yeah we got and, about an hour and a half later <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah we, we might need to set aside another episode for that yeah. one we'll uh and we'll have con back yeah uh sure. and we'll talk yeah. about 
about that. But yeah, no, that whole uh, that whole Jerry Lawler, Andy Kaufman sort yeah. of thing. Like he he like what uh, said that he would wrestle a woman. Is it, that right? Uh, yes. So I basically, his gimmick was he was the world's champion for wrestling women. That's what it was. And yes, the, he beat the like female heavyweight. Or and something. then yeah. it was in Memphis, Tennessee, because Jerry Lawler and Jerry Jarrett actually owned that owned um what's called uswa which was on saturday mornings at like 11 o'clock yeah so jerry jerry and um which is jeff jared's dad um they owned and lawler owned part of the territory because they were called territories then and so he went to memphis and then um they kept kayfabe so well the fans he got so much this is an industry term heat so heat basically is if you went on stage and everybody booed the shit out of you and that's what you wanted. Yeah. So it's called getting heat and he was like peep back during that time in the seventies and eighties, people would jump their rails. Yeah. Um, and cause riots. Yep. I've seen videos um, of that. And so he got so much heat and they did so much business because of that because they kept him apart for a long time, right? Yeah. Because you're going towards what's called the build yep. and then it's called the payoff afterwards and yep. then the payoff was huge when he power drafted him, put him in the neck brace, went on Letterman, slapped him. So yeah, can, was, can we actually pull that yep. up? Yeah. I, I'd love to, I'd love to play yeah, that, that, that audio for the, uh, that audio for Did, the listener. Didn't Jeff Jarrett play Jerry Jarrett on, on uh, Man on the Moon? I believe so, yeah. Maybe I, I I thought so because he used the he used the guitar the world the the famous guitar I don't yeah. know oh he, yeah he used yeah. to bash the guitar over everybody's head and yes he did in, yep. the, in the WWE and the WCW w- sure he, uh, he actually the one that started TNA he was one that him and his dad yep. started that yep that's yep. that was a fantastic show is awesome oh, what was the one ECW ECW oh, that yes. was hands down my favorite ECW changed how people looked at wrestling at that yeah time. oh for sure that's kind of what brought on the Attitude Era if yep. I remember it's, right you're totally right yeah right and i uh uh actually uh one time me and a buddy uh that were really into wrestling we were watching ecw which i believe is on like friday nights or something i think uh, on tnt it was on like tnt yeah came on late yeah it came on like 10 o'clock yeah yeah and so i'd be staying over at his house and we'd watch it and they'd get bloody they would just get bloody yes like man. and that was like way more than wcw and and yep. wwf at the time yep. which still had a fair amount of you know blood right but like this was like right. rough and so one time uh me and that same friend decided to take food coloring <laughs> and like make our make <laughs> yes. ourselves look like yep. stupid done up yeah and um and we uh, uh, got his little brother to think that we like beat each other up and that we just had this big bloody knockdown drag out fight. And he's like, oh, my God. And we're just like, we just realized we just traumatized this kid. He was like six. And we, we were like 10. Uh, was Wrestling crazy. was way cooler when you got older because when I was a kid, we'd go put on my mom's makeup, like the, yeah. the rockers and Rock and Roll Express and bandanas. <laughs> We oh. looked. We looked like some bad eighty singers. Oh, That's hilarious, man, man! One time, one time, I uh, I was living in uh I was living in L A. I was living with uh, my aunt and my cousin. He stayed there too, and we we would play wrestling all the time. Like we would sit over there, have knockout, dragout matches, like in the house, outside the house. One time, like you guys remember Triple H's move to Pedigree? Yep. Yeah. Like I took him. 
I took he was uh, he was a lot smaller than me too, and, and I took him and I just like planted him like right into like the kitchen floor because that was supposed to be like <laughs> the outside of the ring. He come out with like a busted lip and I'm like, oh, don't tell Antonita, don't tell. It's <laughs> <laughs> like so we had, we came up with a we came oh, up with a whole man. different excuse for why he had a busted lip. But yeah, yeah man, it's, it, it gets dangerous. Man. I'd love to know how many <laughs> injuries uh, they can devote to like. People trying to recreate the Wrestling. moves without yeah. any training. I can't tell you how many times so I power bombed my brothers. Oh, oh I broke oh, a bed man. frame one time <laughs> doing like a doing a uh, doing a uh, last ride. Oh, yeah. Man. Last, have you ever did a flying elbow off the top bunk? No, I haven't. I have. It doesn't feel good on either of us. I was about to say. Oh, man. I was out there doing swantons and shit. You forget. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You forget. Like, you just become part of it. Like, you're a part of the moment. And then all of a sudden, you're like in midair. And you're like, oh, shit. This is hard ground. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to fall. Yeah, for sure. I don't know how to do this. I I broke our bed doing an RKO like two years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like 38 years old. Oh, that's great. So, we got the Jerry Lawler slaps Andy Kaufman on David Letterman. So, this is after he's pile driving. Yes, correct. So, So, Andy Kaufman is currently wearing a neck brace and this is uh like what year is this probably like 83 maybe uh um, it doesn't give it doesn't i, I want to say. say it's what it is yeah um and so jerry lawler and andy kaufman are on david letterman and the people at home are watching this kind of unfold live so let's go ahead and play this boom band starts playing that's my favorite part the band just is like yeah <laughs> it's like a normal part of the show hi there hi there and uh, welcome back to the show ladies and gentlemen uh, as you can tell andy kaufman is here sort of and uh jerry jerry lawler is also here and uh, there's some nights i wish tom were here but that's not the case um uh is andy are you coming in here again or I am sick of this bullshit. You are full of bullshit, my friend. I will sue you for everything you have. I will sue your ass. You're a motherfucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you hear me? A fucking asshole. I love Andy Kaufman. And then Letterman no selling it. <laughs> nah, he's just like, I don't know what's happening. To use those words on television, I apologize to all my kids. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then Andy Kaufman throws water on Jerry the he King did. Lawler. If I remember right, that wasn't a part of the script. Yeah, like, he probably like did that thing. improv. Yeah, Ooh. wow. And then that uh, that ended up getting them to what meet at WrestleMania yeah, or something they, like that. Yeah. They they wrestled or something along those lines. Yeah, no, it was, the, it was no, great how they, they re- well they wrestled in um, his federation in Memphis because mm-hmm. I was not oh, affiliated with gotcha. WWF at the time. Gotcha. Ooh man, that's see that's a good that's good storyteller right there. Yeah, that is that like, is that's the that like that's okay. I watch a lot of the new school stuff too, as well as some of the old. And like the way that WWE is now, and even AEW all elite wrestling, like they don't tell stories like that anymore. Yeah, you know, and I and that's why I feel like that a lot of the fan base dipped off after the attitude era you yeah. know because you got to think about it in in 99 2000 the, i mean the wwf wwe wwf was pulling in like 10 million as far as ratings go yeah now like they're lucky to break like 3 million right. so okay then, then the, their highest their highest average was 5 million yeah okay, okay. because the nielsen ratings are bullshit 
because Nielsen rating basically means there's a there's a box in one house and it's supposed to represent so many thousands of people. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. And so Nielsen, that's why they don't pay attention to ratings anymore. Only people that pay attention to ratings are like advertisers at times, yeah. right? Yeah, so, yeah. But now, averaging a million, somebody watching a mil, a million people watching a show now on regular cable is actually something successful now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So before they were pulling four point five all the way up to six point five million, and now it's like if they get close to a million, they're lucky on Tuesday, Wednesday nights. AEW is right at nine eight hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, yep, you got it. NXT is yep. right at seven hundred seventy thousand. Yep. Uh, viewers and that's considered a success now yeah so hold on on. go ahead bj you said that you kind of was into wrestling like (laughs) you you are in it yeah you are in it my friend (laughs) well it's 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 something that um i've done three professional matches um hardest thing i've ever done in my life yeah i've done boot camp for like football where you know you, you throw up but those we had 15 minutes in the ring yeah. Um, and it was the most exhausting thing oh I've ever God, did. That sounds like a lifetime. But when they, yeah. but when the music hit and we got to come out, and it was it was for high. We were in high school. We were seventeen. And we just signed the waiver because Rip Rogers is from my hometown. Okay, Rip Rogers. Yeah, I grew up around him, and <laughs> he let us do just sign just sign a waiver. Yep. If you break your neck, it's on you. It yep. was for Ohio. <laughs> yep. Va- it was for Ohio Valley because uh, uh, Danny Holly's also from who was part of the Basham brothers. Yeah, yeah. Danny Holly's three years older than me. Um, so we went and did the match, and it was the most exhausting. I jumped off the top rope. I did a backflip. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. You did a Okay. Well, no, because there was no school to practice. So yeah. it was like, oh, I'll do a backflip. And then I jumped off the top and then um, powerbombed like a 300-pound guy. Luckily, Ooh. I got him up. Uh, I was like, that was Brian, not BJ. That was Brian. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Brian. But it was the most, it was the greatest. I did three matches, the greatest of like, because of it was just awesome yeah that's dope dude that's and, awesome and that's why i met mark henry because he wanted to interfere in one of when he went down to lose weight yeah he went interfere in our match and i said sure but they wouldn't let him do it because he said if i hit you you stay down and i yeah. was like mm-hmm. and that's see that's a big thing right there because like mark henry was so established yeah you know like you don't want to like especially being a rookie you'd be stupid to no sell somebody like that you know to try to, to try to big league them or try to you know, try to protect your character. Well, or they used like the, that. they used us to sell tickets because, like, they knew us in the town. They would have yeah. like local kids. So that's, I mean, I was only not 20, nineteen at that time. Yeah, to help sell tickets, and sure. then people would show up, and then they would use um, have us interfere with like some of the local because Big Show went down Ohio, Ohio Valley to lose weight. So I was blessed in meeting a lot of those guys. Yeah, that's dope. The the the, the one thing that I love about well, I guess appreciate now. Yeah, is is what you just brought up the storytelling. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in a uh, I'm I'm getting into digital storytelling. Okay, media yeah. like commercials, s- short stories. Yeah, whatever it might be. And I, I'm I'm a and also we talked about uh, we was talking about religion uh, this past weekend and how how we appreciate all of the different stories that have created all these characters. That's you know jesus yeah muhammad archetypes Horus, essentially these, yeah mm-hmm. these these archetype characters yeah all the different types of stories that come from them yeah and it's you just appreciate it more and when you see it beautifully put on screen yeah. by these actors essentially i mean it's a live movie is really exactly. what they're doing yeah it's, they're they're making a live action movie 
And yeah. when you see that, you apply the story and and, and you. It's look an action at, play, like yeah. it's a play, but it's like a it's like a Jerry Bruckheimer play. Yeah, you go it's, to Universal it's, Studios. It's, yeah. it's, it's all the it's all the stuff like 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 right in front of your face. Like not only are you going to get great action and you're going to yeah. get great like you know interactive experience but you're also you know you're going to get a great story yeah. you know you're going to be invested in the storyline it's not like you go you know to uh to uh you know random sporting event that you you know like don't have any real connection yeah. to and then you're like oh i know this sport yeah you know what i mean it's, it's just like the sport yeah like, exactly like going you're to nascar connected. for me like oh yeah i don't have a favor it's cool to be here but you're not invested sure right. exactly right. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. whereas so that, that kind of transitions me to uh a question i was going to ask so you said that like um, you know that they, they were averaging about five million an episode, and now like a million is is successful. Do you think that that attributes to kind of the way we consume media now? Like, yeah. like it used to be, it used to be that you know you were in front of the TV right. at eight o'clock on Monday night to yep. watch Raw. You were in front of the TV at eight o'clock on Thursday night to watch SmackDown. Yep. You know, like like that's what was going down and now i feel like um yeah do, do, do they stream those sort yep, of things yep. now i i would assume they that they would WWE be behind the time network. if they didn't well yeah, they're okay. not on wwe network because nbc universal owns usa so if you want to watch raw oh. the next day you actually can watch it on hulu yeah okay so interesting there is, there is different ways there is different ways to take it in that's why like we were saying a million is like considered to be a success because you can watch like you said you can watch uh, a 90 minute cut of of Monday Night Raw on on Hulu the next day or you can go to the WWE network and catch NXT uh a couple days after that or the day after that you can catch it on Hulu on AEW if you don't watch AEW live you can catch it on the TNT app like okay. there's so many and then let's not even get started with all the people that just pirate that stuff mm, yeah. you know what i mean i just get it you know off the <laughs> internet some kind of way you know so yeah there's totally different ways to take it in but and it it, it 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 stinks. I don't think it stinks for WWE, but it's great for like independent wrestling because now because there's so much so much ways to get stuff out there, especially with like phones and everything like that. Like yeah. you can put stuff on Facebook, you can put stuff on YouTube. In the name of the game, in the backstage area of of professional wrestling, especially on the independent circuit, is promotion. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Is like. Do people know your brand? Do people understand what your brand is like? For me, I, I when I first started, I was working with DCCW, which is uh, Delaware County Championship Wrestling out of Muncie, Indiana. Okay, and I would like they, I mean, totally no promotion at all. But it's not; it's it's just a year old, you know. So me and my team came in there and we provided like just had we just had like a little webcam and we would stream it on our in your house page which has like 22,000 followers and we would sit up there and we would do commentary over all the matches and that's, that's dope yeah and that's kind of how it all started for us then all of a sudden all of a sudden I'm I'm doing stuff in the ring with Khan's Hollywood Talk of Fame which is my little talk show set yeah. like a Piper's Pit where sure. was my first guest and then just like the 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 thing with the talk is that it's developed a reputation of anything can happen 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like anything oh, can absolutely. happen. Oh, absolutely. Like, and that's the that's literally like the, the the running joke for the whole like little segment is I I'm I'm the director, so that's my character. I'm the director, Con House, because I'm from I'm from Los Angeles. My yeah, brother, yeah. So I just pulled from okay. all of that. Yeah, from stuff, what you, you know knew. What I mean, from what I knew. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. A character based which on makes that. it all the more authentic and yeah. and and it less of a character per yep. se. It, it's more of just an augmented version yep. of you. Myself turned up times a hundred. Although yeah. I hope that outfit is the outfit that you wear every time. Yeah, it is I, by far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. love I love it, the puma suit, man. It definitely fits your character. Oh, dude. So. I've I've actually, I, you know, like I said, tax season's here. So, <laughs> so yes. like, I've I've uh, I've actually developed a reputation, and and I started calling myself the tracksuit king. There you go. So, okay. so different tracksuits, different yeah. tracksuits. Yeah, like yeah. like you know you know Flair had the robe. Flair, you know yep, what I mean. He yep. had the he had the flashy robes. You Did, know what I mean. Didn't Booker T in that that the the Harlem Heat didn't they always do something like with their tights? Yeah, tights? some they, different they tights. They some kind of flashy exactly. tights. Exactly. So for me, Stone Cold always had the denim shorts yep, and the black yep, shirt. The denim mm-hmm. shorts, black shirt. You know what I mean. Even the vest with yeah, the, maybe all the, camo. All, yeah, all, yep, all the different stuff that he had on the back of the vest. For me, it's the tracksuit. Yeah, like I got, like I'm gonna get like two or three different. Tra- I already got another one that I'm debuting next week in Indianapolis. Nice. So, so I'm doing that, and that's my thing, cause like I was a huge like Nipsey Hustle fan. Yeah. Huge, big time. Like even before the death, like yeah, I was like I was listening to him like when he first came out, like Hustle in the House, like his mm-hmm. very first single. Like I was listening Slawson. to that. Yep, Slawson. You know what I mean? The marathon continues, and he like he before he passed, he had got a deal with Puma. And he had like different track suits and stuff like that. So you can see him in different hi- in his different music videos in different track suits. So I was like, how can I pull yeah. from Nipsey that's inspired me? Yeah. And pull it into what I'm doing. Sure. So with the LA thing, the LA connection with me being the Hollywood director, but yeah. I'm, I'm always looking for the next yeah. you know what I mean? The, the next, next major big and star. brightest. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. The next major star. So I pulled in the track suit to kind of nod to nip a little bit and yeah. you know, it's just it like Art steals from other art. For yeah. sure. You know what yeah. I mean? Take yep. take little things from other art. Like I come out I come out with like the big uh, uh, the big megaphone that says director on it. That's yeah. my nod. That's my nod to Jimmy Hart. The the the, the, uh, <laughs> the director chair. Yep, I got the director yeah, chair. Yep, absolutely. just got a director chair. Yeah, and like, I, and like you get I was, it customized. You, you I haven't it? got it customized yet. Yeah. I want to get some on the back. Yeah, because th- those things are pretty cool. You can just embroider something <laughs> yeah. there on the back if you yeah, want. Yeah, that's what yeah, I want. That's do. cool as hell. And like that's my whole thing is that anything can happen on the top. So like the last yeah. thing that happened because I debuted over in Terra Hole. That's another company that I work for where I do creative and commentary. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, New Wave Pro is probably going to be, it's looking like it's going to be one of the biggest promotions in the state of Indiana. So you definitely want to head out to Terra Holt. I'm there every single month. The director's there. You know, we got great, fantastic talent. Uh, we recently had in uh, Rikishi's son, Sefa too. Okay. Uh, which he's the cousin of Roman Reigns, cousin of the Us- or, or brother of the Usos. He's been on the WWE, hasn't he? Uh, he hasn't been on WWE yet, but he's so good that he's probably gonna end up there. Yeah. I mean, I don't, okay. I don't see how he's not gonna end up. So he was recently on. He's there. got the pedigree as well. Oh, he's got the pedigree. Absolutely knows the right people and everything. But was he the one that was in MLW? No, that's Jacob. That's Jacob. Yeah, okay. Jacob Fatu is the is uh the one that was in MLW. He was he he might still be the champion. I'm not for sure. I was there when he won the championship in Chicago. Actually, sweet. Yeah, it was dope. But uh, um, I was doing the Talk of Fame, um, in Terre Haute. And uh, they're telling me, they're like, hey, somebody's going to come out to the ring with you. And I'm like, okay, like what I've learned in the professional wrestling business is 
when the promoter asks you to do something, if it's not something completely crazy or outrageous, you just go with it. You know what I mean? So I'm out there doing my thing. I'm getting, uh, I, I, I'm doing my thing, trying to find the next major star. And once again, like always, the talk of fame gets interrupted. Everything's ruined. Chaos ensues. And I'm sitting over here getting, getting my, my nice little Puma tracksuit uh, pulled by a 300-pound man that's looking to kill me. <laughs> looking to kill me right in the middle of the ring on my birthday. <laughs> it was my birthday. Happy birthday, motherfucker. Exactly. He's about to kill me. And so this masked man that's behind me comes and he gives him a big bionic elbow that that is like shades of Dusty Roads, like all kinds of shades oh, of Dusty Roads. He takes off the mask. And if it ain't, if I'm not shocked, is all hell. It's my man, the Pope, Elijah Burke from <laughs> WWE, TNA, and now we can catch him on NWA Power yep, yep. every Tuesday. And we do a podcast together where I'm, I produce his podcast called The Pope's Point of View. Forty five minutes of fire comes out every Saturday at nine oh five. Plug, but <laughs> hell yeah, dude, plug it up, bro. But, uh, that but, work, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely, man. But uh, but yeah, he shows up, man, and the look on my face. You guys can check it out on. My social media is the director, or you can check it out at in your uh, at in your house on uh, Instagram. Shocked, like complete shock on my face as he's there in the ring because we've only ever we've only ever talked on the phone, and then the last time I met him before he showed up there was uh, outside of the 2008 WWE uh, SummerSlam that went down in Bankers Life Fieldhouse, and I met him outside of there. Yeah, and he was just a cool guy, real chill. Trying to, he tried to steal my girl, but <laughs> <laughs> but but no, nah, just a real cool dude. Like, yeah. and so for us to still be connected, like twelve yeah. years later, like that's wild because you never really know who's gonna stick to you in this business, you know? For so, sure. So you had no idea that that he was coming out. They no just... clue, no clue. He was actually he was actually uh, in town for OVW. He was in town for OVW over there in Louisville, and he he like on my birthday made the drive, came down just to like give me that good rub. Dope. You know what I mean? Which was dope because like you know, like it's all like he's all over Twitter, like oh, uh, 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 Elijah uh, Elijah Burke shows up at an indie show, and guess who's standing there right next to him as it's going all crazy on Twitter? Yeah. This guy right here. So I got the good rub for That's it. People start up. following me there you on go. Twitter and stuff, and that Hell was yeah, cool. Dude. It was fun, man, but. Like, I love being a part of this business, man, because, like, it's a business that's given me a whole lot, you know, as far as childhood memories and seeing me through some tough times. That's why I tell people all the time is, like, people tell me, oh, thank, uh, thank you. We appreciate what you're doing for, you know, the sport of professional wrestling, getting everybody out there. And, you know, we're listening to in 14 different countries. We're listening to all across the U.S. That's at awesome. House, which is crazy because I, like, I started out as literally nobody. Yeah. But, yeah. but. A dude from California that moved to Anderson. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, what? for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like, what? But, but, like, they're thanking me. Like, thank you for giving us this platform, this opportunity to promote our, oh, sure. you know, to promote wrestling, to promote uh, my, everything that we do because I have on individual talents I have on promoters referees yeah. there's, there's nothing's off limits it's all love for the professional wrestling business but it's like I want to give back to the sport that gave me a lot yeah you know and this absolutely I guess this is my way of this is and my that's way how you grow back. culture man that's yeah. how you that's how you grow a scene that's how you grow passion around what you're doing is yeah. is you is you do it from a paradigm of giving back to the to to the platform that made you fall in love with it you know what yeah. i mean mm -hmm. it's like uh it's like you know when uh um when comedians show up to random clubs 
in small towns. Like David Letterman popped into Crackers not too long ago, Yo. the open mic. Yeah. Okay. David Letterman just like no one knew he was there. No one announced it until yeah. the very end. A few comics, so he just went for an open mic. He just popped in, sat in the back, watched an open mic, and he just happened to, you know, have enough time to tell a couple comics, hey, nice set. Yeah. And then he left. But just something that small made all of their nights, knowing that they were able to perform in front of David Letterman. Yeah. Um, just knowing that, like, oh, man, like, that bridge is lessened, and I feel, and, and, and you feel more connected to what you're doing when those sort of things happen like yeah. when people just pop in you know what i mean and and you never know like eddie murphy's been popping up in clubs all over the country oh. working on his new netflix stuff you know what i mean like ju- like just imagine paying five dollars to go see an open mic at the funny bone in wichita kansas yeah and for some reason eddie murphy just pops in to do an hour yeah you know be- because he needs a fresh audience that wasn't there to pay to see him so that way he can work in front of an audience that you know is completely uh, objective you know what i mean so like yeah no that's that that's super cool um so kind of break down for me if i'm if i am uh someone in central indiana that's like you know what i really enjoy wwe i was grew up on wcw um but i kind of want to get a taste of the real thing i want to go actually see a match yeah you know where would you send the uh intrigued uh potential wrestle fanatic professional wrestling fanatic there's a couple different places man and it and professional wrestling it's like music. There's different flavors. There's different genres. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's like people that like your death matches. There's people that like the entertainment aspect of it with the promos and stuff like that. There's yeah. people that there's people that love women's wrestling. Women's wrestling, one of the hottest things going on right now, and not sure. not for the reasons that it used to be in the Attitude Era because yeah. it's like the you divas. know you know the divas ass and titties and stuff like that. Like, yeah, no, these Trish, women, Stratus, Trish Stratus. Oh yes, my god. Yes. What about uh, for me? It was Mickey James though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lita was dope. What about yeah. Stacy? Stacy oh, yeah. yeah. What legs about for, the legs? Legs yeah. for days, bro. Yeah, legs and then a days. close third for me is Mae West. Mae West, of oh. course. For sure. <laughs> nah, <Okay. that's>, <laughs> that <laughs> no, hand? But, yeah. Oh, the yeah. hand, bro. The yeah. Hand. No, but, but like women's wrestling nowadays is like more respected than it's ever been. Yeah. Like it's great to see. Like it stinks that it took so long for it to happen. But yeah. like the ladies now are putting on some of the best matches that you're going to see, you know, in, at I mean, period. I mean, check out the, if you ever get a chance to check out the women's division at NXT. But to answer your previous question is because there's so many different flavors of professional wrestling. There's a couple different places that I would suggest if you are a fan of the storytelling aspect of it, um, and you just like to see because professional wrestling's changed so much to where it's like people want to see each other scrap and you know back in yeah. the day they want to see each other scrap and stuff like that. Now it's like the athletics. The flips, the, yeah, par- the parkour, the Rey Mysterio parkour. effect. Yeah, th- like yeah. the, you guys remember the WCW cruiserweight division? Yeah, oh, that how was they, the- it was crazy, right? And that was kind of like what the ECW was. Yeah. It was like a yeah. a plethora of cruiserweights. It was, it, it, smaller was, guys. it was as much acrobatics as it was wrestling. Yeah, yeah, and they had their bigger guys, but for the most part, it was that high flying entertainment yes. that bring you in. Like, oh my God, what did he just do? Is yes. he dead? That's the thing, and that's that's the norm now for professional wrestling, and it pisses a lot of like professional wrestling purists off because there's really like not they don't like the fact that there's no selling or anything like that, or yeah, or they they hate you know they hate that, but 
like you got to think we live in an ADD society now. Oh yeah, like everybody's on their phones. Everybody, if you're not keeping my attention, guess what? I can go into my different yep. universe right here in my phone, yeah. and I can totally drown you out. Yeah. If and, and that's the problem. Without the thing with putting a headphone in, without right. even putting a headphone in, without even putting a headphone in, you're just drowned out. But the way that they're doing these flips, these moves, this chain wrestling, I mean, the way that they're doing it now. It's it appeals to the ADD type of of yeah. audience to where yeah, that's if a good you, point. if you blink an eye, if you blink an eye, you're gonna miss like two or three different moves. Yeah, that's true. Because they're moving so fast. Yeah, now, absolutely. If you like that storytelling type stuff with a little bit of that, definitely New Wave Pro out of Terre Haute, Indiana. They have a show coming up. I'll plug all that stuff at, nice. at the end. But uh, they got a big show coming up on on March seventh. Another one. Okay, this is the biggest professional wrestling uh, promotion. In, in Indiana, period. Like, they always bring them out all the time in Indianapolis. It's at the Indiana City Brewing Company, Bizarro Lucha. Okay. And you'll see, you'll really see, like, the millennial crowd come out. Like, it's it's really cool because when you go to a normal wrestling show, it, it's... Uh, it's not the most diverse place to be. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? It's like it's not the most diverse place to be. You're gonna see, you know, no offense, but you see a lot of, you know, white folk there. That oh is just, yeah, you know, there. Yeah, to, to see some good old wrestling. You know, <laughs> it's, it's real to it, me. It, damn it, it's still real to me. Damn it. But 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 it's my favorite. No, it, if you go to Bizarre Lucha, man, like you see a lot of passionate wrestling fans that are white. Black, That's awesome. Asian, transgender, gay, bi, yeah. everything. And it's like a cool, safe spot. I've been to a couple of their shows. I went to one last year, and I went to one just last month, and it's just a cool vibe. And another cool thing about Bizarro Lucha is the fact that it's really a place where you can see a couple of different talents before they take off. Yeah. Like, before, like just last year, before AEW really took off, uh, MJF was there. Maxwell Jacob Friedman, who's a huge character at AEW right now. Check, he's the biggest prick. I mean, like he flipped off a guy in a wheelchair. He like it, you like, can't do that in 2020. At least oh, he, he didn't did flip it. the guy out of his wheelchair. He he he's the type of guy that would. He was like <laughs> he was like he was uh, with a backstage interviewer, female backstage interviewer. He was like, hey, what 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 do you want here? What 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 questions can I answer for you, Tits McGee? Like, oh, shit. <laughs> like straight, like this dude. No 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 cap here. I was at the same show I was telling you guys about in Chicago where I saw Jacob Fatu won the championship. Yeah. there was literally a guy. There was literally a guy who MJF spit on him, and the dude jumped the gate, and the and security had to stop this guy from killing this dude. Wow, that's the type of old school heat that he was talking about over there. Yeah, that they're not getting like that. So they're sending they're they're saying like at the show that he was at Bizarro Lucha, there was this one female that he was going out with, and in the middle of the ring at Bizarro Lucha in Indianapolis, and it's been it's been viral on the internet. He proposed to his girlfriend in the middle of the ring, proposed to his girlfriend in the in the middle of the ring, and everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, this is such a touching moment." I believe I saw this. And oh yes, and and he stood up and he was like, "Fuck you." And like bam, right in his what? old lady like like Can we and pull they this start up wrestling. right now. I, they start I wrestling. See this. They what's start it, wrestling. What's this guy's name? MJF, Maxwell Jacob Freeman. MJF. And they start wrestling. <laughs> it's like its own match. Yes, that's hilarious. It's crazy. It's at Bizarro Lucha, Bizarro Lucha. Um, I can't remember the specific show, but it was MJF sure, and Alley Cat. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you could just pull it up by that. Uh, but 
why he's looking at that. Sure. So you said um, the Terre Haute New Wave, yeah. Bizarro Lucha. Was there any other ones that? There's a, oh, there's a couple different ones. There's AWR over there in Indianapolis. There's Upstart Pro where I'm making my commentary debut. Um, it'll be after you guys drop this, but it will have been on the uh, 29th. Uh, that that's a new promotion that's starting up. But for the but for the hardcore fan that is looking for that, we'll, type we'll of style. drop this before the 29th. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I I think we're gonna drop this a little bit early. I think uh, um, that this episode is pretty cool. We got some cool stuff coming up. I want to get the okay. word out for uh, for for plug sakes. So where, which does any of these? I'm looking at it right here. I'm not. Oh, there it is. There it is. AEW star MJF proposes uh, to girlfriend yeah. in an indie show. Yep, it's at Bizarro Lucha at the Indiana City Brewing Company. Thank you so much. <laughs> what? Is, holy shit! Straight up smacked her. Oh, oh, nice. <laughs> that was dumb. That shit. is hilarious. And this guy is the biggest <laughs> prick in all of wrestling right now. This is this is a guy that was just in Indianapolis doing that show last year. Now he's on weekly episodic TV on TNT AEW. Nice. I see up at the Crazy. top, the top right corner, it says he mocks fighter fest crowd. Yeah. So yep. he's 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 that type of guy. Oh, he's that type of guy. Oh yeah, man. He's, and he's a good taste of a heel that you're not seeing these days because you think about it, you think about guys like the NWO, the guys yeah. like DX yeah. that were supposed you have to be to have heels. Those people. You gotta have those people. But those guys like the way when you think of NWO and DX, you think of guys that were heels that were cool. They were yeah. cool heels that you wanted to be like. Yeah. That's, that's very th- true. That's that was one of the problems with professional wrestling was that every like we, we the the everything was getting blurred. Yeah. Like the like the like the cool guys, the guys that you were supposed to be cheering were getting booed because they were, oh yeah, drink your milk and and eat your vitamins. Uh, and stuff. And nobody a little, wants to little nobody, too cookie cutter. Exactly. Nobody wants to hear that yeah. shit. And all the bad guys that are saying the cool shit yeah. are the ones that they like. And then here comes the Rock, who's a mixture of both. Yeah. He's this cocky. You know, it doesn't matter. You yep. know what I mean? Like yep. like that where he would be a complete dick to you. Yep. And then you know here he, he is out of nowhere. You know, coming to save the good guy. Yep. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, in a big match so like yeah no it's uh it's definitely interesting how they how they mixed mixed all that up um so one of the things that was so awesome for me kind of growing up and kind of got me even more into wrestling was video games yeah and so like for me Smackdown versus raw yes. w, it was an nwo versus wcw yeah the yep, rev- revenge. I, I, revenge. I was revenge guy exactly yes, yes. Yeah, I, I, would, I would i would straight up Goldberg spear. You get me in that Royal Rumble, I will Goldberg spear everyone <laughs> yes, out of that ring. Yes, man. I'm pretty sure it's like like I'm pretty sure it's like like downright uh right C. I'm pretty sure I remember the oh, combo. Wow. Man, that's, no man, Mercy so cool. was the best game on the No Mercy was fire. Yeah. No, no Mercy, Mercy was, was good. fire. Yeah. They they haven't made a wrestling video game 
anywhere near like they used to for the no. 64. Yeah. I no. played some of the new ones. The graphics are great and the customizations are great. But it just doesn't engage you like, it doesn't. like yeah. those games did on the sixty. So so when um so when you guys did were you guys the type to like make your own wrestler or did you pick one and do and oh, do I always like make a, my own. Ma- yeah, you did, sure. so were were you guys real like padded up with an outfit or were you kind of more just like were were you in uh, like face ha- paint? Yeah, I was, face I, paint guy. I was all I, right. I was some dope ass face paint. Yeah, some crazy hair. Because I knew yeah. I wasn't going to have any hair. I was really I into Scotty Too Hottie and Rikishi back in the day. So yes. like, like I would always go with like a big crazy haircut and like I don't know, like a vest with no sleeves. Oh, I created so many different characters. Oh like, yeah, I would, I would create. Same. I would seriously create like 15, 20 characters, and yeah. then like I wouldn't even use any of like like there would be times where I use like the Rock and Austin and stuff like that. Yeah, but I would like. Just as a kid, and maybe it was because I was destined to be in the business at some point, like I am now. But like, I would sit up there and imagine stories in my own head and have yeah. title matches. And like, I would sit up there. I was I was a weird kid, but I was I would sit up there. I would sit up there and like write cards down on like 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 entire match cards down on like a notepad and stuff like that. This guy's gonna go up against this guy and blah blah blah. And like, I would sit up there and just like do the matches out and yeah. try to make sure that who I wanted to win won. No, yeah. <laughs> no, mer- no mercy. You could do that. Yes, you could. And yeah. so that's why I would do it. I was do. I would do a whole card. Yeah, it did. I remember. He's that. going. Yeah. Over, he's going over. Yep. And then since he's going over, he's gonna move in the next storyline with him. When yep. I do this, yeah, that's why you can I did, make yeah. your own like entire pay per view, yep. right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah right. absolutely. And, I, I did that stuff with GM mode on uh, on SmackDown versus Raw 2007. Matt, too much time spent doing that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? I didn't do that with the video games. I did that with the actual characters. Yes, like, I did like with the, the action actual, figures, too. Yeah, the yeah. action figures. I had the ring. I had a I had a Hell in a Cell at yeah. some point. I had the Jumbotron. They yes, would walk man. down and every Like, I was... Yeah. I had it all. The Attitude Era, that, that is my bread and butter. Yes, I, man. I, I, yeah. There was very few days where I missed a wrestling match. What, yeah. was, uh, what was your first live show you, you went to? Do you remember? Man, very first live show. That's an interesting question because, I, I mean, I've been to so many shows. I think it was like in, yeah, because I didn't start going to, believe it or not, I didn't start going to wrestling shows until I was already an adult because nobody would take me when I was younger. Uh, my first one was uh, eight, 18 because we didn't Real? have okay. the money growing up. We went to Rump Arena Raw when it was Undertaker versus... Austin, yeah. oh, Austin fell off the ambulance and broke the windshield that night. Yes, I remember. Oh, that. I was at that. I was at that one. Okay. And then, like, it was one of the greatest experiences I've ever been it is. to. It's, yeah, it, it's a great experience. It's a fun experience. My first one was my first one was actually a SmackDown where they taped uh, SmackDown and then they did uh, WWE's version of ECW. You know, not quite ECW, but it was. They had bought the rights to ECW, so they were using, it, they were utilizing it as like a third brand. Oh, and gotcha. So, yeah, so like that was I actually w- supposed to be web series. Did you know that? I didn't. It was so WWE during when they were battling ECW or WCW and WWE. Paul Heyman couldn't pay his people. Yeah, so yeah, I that. <laughs> they were paying ECW. Uh, Vince McMahon was helping pay or whatever. So when they bought the rights, Shane McMahon wanted to make it a streaming service before okay. streaming was streaming, yeah. right? And keep the content the same, like hardcore and things like that. And then Vince got a whiff of it and did what he did. Yeah, yep. And because sci-fi, it's all about um, 
network how much the network's going to pay you for that yeah, yeah. and yeah. so instead of doing a streaming out of the box cool thing that we all would have watched he put it on sci-fi in the first match sandman beat up the mummy yeah. they had a mummy yeah. come out oh a mummy it goes with the sandman i guess i don't well <laughs> the sa- <laughs> sandman's one of the greatest characters of all he is i love the Sandman. but uh WCW. but they but that's when you have the networks involved when they're like well we need we, we want a sci-fi fill let's bring yeah. in a mummy yeah yep yep so that's why that's like that. some old wcw wwf stuff like yeah. with the with the the hockey player and then yes uh, yes with the had, repo man yeah repo, repo man, man. Yep, repo yep, man. booger <laughs> like guys oh, like man. that like it been like when i was there it like that was my first glimpse of cm punk i saw yeah. cm punk go up against uh uh john morrison Back then, he was Johnny Nitro, I believe, for the uh, ECW championship. And, like, that was where CM Punk won his first ever WWE championship, even though it was the ECW championship. And, like, you know, if you guys know anything about CM Punk, he went on and he did a lot of great things with the WWE. Yeah. A lot of controversial things, but a lot of great things. And he was natural. That's the craziest part. Oh, yeah. One of the few, well, not few, but one of the, I guess, few big natural stars. Well, the biggest thing that and that's true. You're true. You're right. But the biggest thing with him is that he was doing what everybody was liking about wrestling at that time, and now we love it so much now. And that's pulling the curtain back. Yeah, he was pulling the curtain back. Like, yeah, that was a no no. Like, you did. We're yeah. not supposed to pull the curtain back. Like, like it, you. There's kayfabe. You protect kayfabe, and and you don't talk about the stuff that goes on yeah. behind the curtain. If there was a theme to this podcast it would be pull that curtain back there's a curtain on the end of this room that is meant to be pulled back if we can pull the curtain back on anything on this podcast we're gonna do it i so, love pulling yeah, the curtain so it. the I thing was is kayfabe died vince mcmahon killed it and yeah. then what punk did was he broke down the fourth wall yeah like hey you know this is all scripted but you don't know how it works back here oh gotcha so So, he was bringing the actual reality so into the into the story like like cm punk basically made it personal where he would talk about things like his contract was expiring yep they made it a storyline yep um then he would take shots like he called the wayne the rock Dwayne. yep he's (laughs) like Because he never got the main event WrestleMania. He did yeah. what's called a pipe bomb, which was and wearing a Stone Cold shirt, which was great. Oh, so good. So then all of a sudden, it got back to that. It started to take off a little bit more, WWE, because when Punk went champion or whatever. But now, because storytelling, like you said, there's a lot of flippity flip stuff. Yep, yep. But there's no story. There's no reason for me to care yeah. about the match. Hey, except exactly. Like, like hey, it's Boom. cool. But if you watch, I watch New Japan too. Yeah, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Um, and then obviously ROH, Ring which, of Honor, yep. Which kind of died down a little bit. But oh, yeah. But MJF is the best heel that we have, and then Cody's what's called the best babyface we have right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because all they're doing is storytelling. Exactly. Yeah. Oh it, my god. And it makes me want to watch it, right? Yep. Yep. And then uh, NXT is better than SmackDown and Raw yes. because of the story. Main event rosters have went back to NXT, which used to be their minor leagues. Yeah, big stars are going yeah. back there because they're being underutilized and they're being because uh, Bruce Pritchard runs SmackDown. Yeah, Paul Heyman runs Raw. Yep, uh, Bruce Pritchard has one of the most successful podcasts in the world. Um, something to wrestle with with Conrad Thompson. Yep, yep. Who I've talked to a few times actually. Oh, that's awesome. That's dope. Okay. Yeah, he no call. He no showed up episode. Ooh, so yeah, 
Because he was having a date with who now his wife, Ric Flair's daughter. Oh. So he blew me off for Ric Flair's daughter. But anyways. I can't be too mad. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Woo. where. The, but now the WWE is a publicly traded company. Yeah. yeah. So they have stockholders. They just fired their top two executives. Yep. Um, because of uh, now they might be seeing, selling their pay-per-view rights to ESPN Plus the same way UFC did. Really? Even though they have the WWE Network. That's huge, though. Oh, yeah. That's wow. really big for them. So because their stock took a big hit, Vince McMahon, it never he's not actually has been in the backstage for a lot of the shows now. He was all the time, right? Yeah, yeah he was. But he's like all the time. eighty years old, and he and, jacked still. And he would yeah. he would eat the same thing every day, like an awful turkey sandwich. That's what he ate every day. There's yeah. no way. Have you seen how? Well, obviously but it wasn't just a turkey because sandwich. Because Bruce Pritchard was the one that was with him, and then so. But anyways, but now Triple H runs NXT. Bruce Pritchard, who runs SmackDown, which SmackDown ratings are. That's why he had to bring Goldberg back to give it a bump. Yep. Because nostalgia X works. Like oh, I just yeah. said, yeah. Talk, oh yeah, the storyline. Like it's, it's the yeah. story. AP is going to go to Guns and Roses. Why? Because it's a nostalgia. Act. Yeah. Even yeah. though I loved him as a kid, that's why you get the ratings. And Hulk Hogan was. Well, just the on. Rolling Stones are still on fucking tour. You want to explain to me how that's a thing? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Tell me they didn't sell their soul to the devil at the crossroads. They all have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they all have. At some point, it's. It's. I mean, it's kind of a. They didn't sell their soul to the devil. Someone got them doing some but weird was, shit on you, camera. Like pe- people, they. I don't think they appreciate st- st- storytelling. That's no, that's really don't. what it is because the the if you can't put it in a three minute viral video, I don't want to see it. And, and then that's right. sort and of that's how that's that problem. What, that's what this was because you've done BJ Robbins project right, and it was like, hey, how are you? Great, great interview, right? Yeah. But what happened when you were on that? Yeah. That's me turned up to like that's where I got it from was wrestling. Yeah. Take yeah. my character, turn to a million. Thank you. Yeah. And then um and then I have one podcast I do. I'm like, you guys are the heel podcast. Yeah, you guys' goal is to piss people off, say whatever you want to say, and that's how I that's how I told them. And then they were wrestling fans, so because yeah. turn your personality up to ten. It's a mindset, man. It's yeah. absolutely a mindset, and that's why people don't these days don't really understand storytelling. Like this is gonna be this is gonna be a weird analogy, but I'm gonna make it anyway. <laughs> like like these days these days, especially especially the kids younger than us, they you know what I mean. It's like. You're, you're you're jerking off, you know what I mean? It's like boom boom boom, and that's yeah. it. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. But, but, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but yeah. But if you tell the right story, <laughs> if you tell the right story, it's like foreplay. Yeah, you know oh what I mean? Exactly. And like, and that's like, a great analogy. Whoever told you this analogy was not good. <laughs> Yeah, they are not your friend. Yeah, that's, yeah, no, that's a that's perfect what it comes analogy. Down to. But yeah, the, 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 there's a big difference between uh, there's a big difference between like yeah, like like you said, just like doing it real quick, and then yeah. also another thing getting you, you know. There's a difference between fucking and making love. You exactly. know what I mean? Like there's Boom. a big. It's like you're building up. Yeah, to something, yeah, you know what exactly, I mean? exactly. It's got it's got more substance than the, exactly. than otherwise. Like he brought up he brought up real quick. He brought up Cody and, and and MJF, and I'll keep this real short. Yeah, that's the best story that's going on AEW right now because it was a betrayal story where. Cody Rhodes let MJF into his home, into his life. You know what I mean? As yeah. uh, his best friend called him the roller coaster. Last last show, well, it was yeah, it was their last pay per view. I do believe it was. They got it. Uh, he got into a, a altercation where he was having a match where if he loses the match, he can never fight for the AEW oh, championship man. ever. And who screwed him over? His best friend MJF. Threw in, oh, threw, oh, threw, oh, in, threw in the towel. 
and then hugged him, then kicked him in the balls. Yep, kicked yeah. him right in the nuts after he after he Jeez. cost him the match. Oh, dude! And now it's been a thing where Cody Rhodes is like, I want him in a match. I want him now. I want yeah. him like. But there's stipulations to where MJF is is a, he, his thing is he's a trust fund baby, spoiled rich kid, and the thing that he's like, there's things that you have to do in order for in order for me to give you this match. Yeah. One thing was that he couldn't touch him up until the actual match. Another thing. Thing is that he had to give him 10 lashes with Ooh. the belt on his back which was ugly you I guys gotta that. go back and check that out it was yeah it was tough to watch like it don't matter how fake you think it is yeah, yeah go yeah. back and that's, watch those 10 lashes that's and tell ballsy. me it's fake. That's, that's ballsy to put on tv he, on got, hit, he got hit in the face it, on one of them yes Woo. he got hit in the face with the with the belt mm. with a belt and then it, the, just check it out because it was uncomfortable wow another thing is he had to he he had to do a cage match with this big dude like 250 pounds it's just pure muscle yeah in a cage match and he's got through everything and now he's earned his match to get to to get to um uh, mjf at the next show revolution which is on the 29th yeah and the big thing about it is is that he's gonna try to get him to slip up he's gonna try to get him to touch him because mm-hmm. mjf does not actually want to have this match with cody reminiscent of the attitude era like you're describing yeah. this and yeah. i am i am picturing stone cold and the rock Going through, or Stone Cold and um, Shane McMahon, yeah. or yep. The Rock and Triple H, or whoever H was or, trying to yell at Sting. Yep. Yeah, it, yep. I mean, it's like, it, and, and it goes back to the storytelling. Yeah, that's that's where they that's where they started losing people when it yeah. started to, to become Flash, and and they they thought athleticism and they thought looks, yeah. divas like yep. the well, girls. The PG era also killed it. Oh, it hurt it bad. It went from ruthless aggression to John yeah. Cena rapping to. The Ruthless Aggression just came out on WWE Network. It's a great documentary. Oh, yes. I've heard and then, nothing but good. And then he said, then he went into PG era because he looked in the crowd and it started to change the kids. So they started going towards Make-A-Wish. And then people like myself, people like myself here and like, I'm going to kick your butt. And you're like. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, I'm going to kick your butt. Or, or or as Roman Reigns has said in the promo, oh, bring your suffering, succotash self out. That's just bad writing. Like, yeah, it's yeah. It's just bad writing. They hire, like, what is this guy, Sylvester the Cat? So, exactly. Well, <laughs> one little quick thing. I know we're almost out of here, but um, they hire Hollywood writers. Freddie Prince Jr. was a writer for them. Yep. Oh, yeah. Jesus. I think actually, uh, I can't remember who it was, but a comedian said that they yep. came in to write on hire, some of the stuff. Listen, WWE. Whoever's listening, hire yeah. me, yeah. please. Yeah, hire I am, wrestling. We're not moms. saying suck yeah. it, Tash. No, we're not saying for that somebody that's supposed to yeah. be Roman unless Reigns, you have the a Roman warrior. Yeah, yes, unless you exactly. can say S's with a whistle. Unless you can say suffering, <laughs> suck it, Tash. You know, like that's the only way that you can do that. But uh, all right, guys, we're gonna wrap up here. We've had a wonderful time with Mr. Con House. Great time. Uh, why don't you go ahead and let everyone know where they can find you, what's sure. coming up, the whole deal. Absolutely, guys. It is your boy, the director, Con House from In Your House, and you can check me out on at Con House on Twitter at In Your House. Follow the podcast itself. That is on Twitter. That's also on Instagram. Um, you can catch me on Facebook at In Your house or at the director con house where i'm gonna be at is uh next time it's gonna be the 29th at the ddit that's a dynamic duo invitational tournament at upstart pro indianapolis i'll be making my commentary debut there moving right along to march 7th i will be back in Terre Haute, indiana hitting the commentary table like only i can for steel city madness it's going down new wave pro gonna be a great time and we have a big main event where joey o'reilly is gonna be facing the right hand of god sam knight in the (laughs) 
the cage for the NWP Championship. Guys, you can check out the In Your House Professional Wrestling Podcast, 170 episodes plus 14 different countries across these great United States and locally right here in Indiana. And you can catch it at... Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Himalaya. Hey, you don't have an Apple device? That's all right. We're on Google Play. Anywhere that you guys are, a, uh, we can get to you guys. Buy a shirt. That's www.prowrestlingtees.com slash in your house. Get this work. Get this shirt uncle buck and nick thank you so much for having me on hey, uh, no hey, problem hey. dude i need you to read my dates bro I, I am buying everything that he just said i'm going to every event i yeah. don't care if it's out in the parking lot in the snow i'm buying tickets I'm right now on my going. phone <laughs> definitely absolutely. check it out great time great yeah great time. absolutely nick nick what uh what do you want to let people know they can find you where they follow you at uh follow me on facebook uh it's under Nicholas Oaks. I don't know what the ad's at. I don't know. <laughs> Just type in Nicholas Oaks. I think it's uh, In Oaks 55. In Oaks 55. In Oaks 5, yeah. actually. In Oaks 5. In Oaks 5 on Facebook. In Oaks 55 on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and uh, as always, y'all, I've got some dates coming up. Uh, this will come out probably a Wednesday the 26th, which means that Friday, February 28th, you can catch me at the Catch Your Breath fundraiser for the uh, American Lung Association at Indie Fringe Theater, uh, 8 p.m. on Friday the 28th. Sunday, March 1st, you can catch me at the Sunday show of Black Circle Brewing Company, 8 p.m. It's going to be a great show. March 14th, the Brian Eagles Lodge, Brian, Ohio, Gutty's Comedy Club, March 28th and 21st. Uh, March 28th, Creatures of Habit Brewing, and then April 27th, uh, big show coming up in Muncie opening for Chris Kitan at the Cornerstone Center for the Arts um, so get your uh, tickets to all of that right now and uh, this song right here is actually by our guest today Mr. Con House this song is called Hit Record yeah check him out on SoundCloud yes absolutely absolutely well thanks for coming by man follow Uncle Buck's house yes we have a Twitter now at Uncle Buck's cast yeah yeah so at Uncle Buck's podcast on Facebook and Instagram Follow me at Uncle Buck's House, uh, and then you can follow the podcast on Twitter at, at Uncle Buck's Cast. Um, so, yeah, y'all, thanks for coming by. Enjoy this song. Bye bye. Peace. All right. I'm going back in. Someone tell me what's good. Why I only had a problem with pops in the hood. Why I doubt I could face my kid when I know that I could. Why I worry about my problems when life is so good. Cause someone tell me I thought I'd live and die in LA like a Macavelli. I thought I'd always be there kicking it like my name was Pele. My aunt believed I had to fly just like I'm all Kelly. Then I did it my way like cause you're back in 97 or 7. Whatever, it's clever. You get it, I'm with it. The usual buy so fast my head was spinning. Now here by went 31 years trying to stay true. And trying to make magic happen in year 32 They know I stuck to this mic and I am like none other I treat these tracks like a milf and I'm a motherfucker As far as going back home I felt like a sucker Until I woke up to a message from my lost older brother Hey what's up Con? It's your big bro It's a The world is frozen The firestorm is blowing God is in the details Where the devil is right in the detail we hold it Tucked into a dream, the soul was so dead. Fabric threaded in a magic the mind is interwoven. To know the road, you gotta stay. Rolling. <laughs> yeah. Talk to you. And then I hit record. record.